Thank you for downloading this podcast and welcome to Arrow Bandwidth, the podcast to help the channel better understand the trends, technologies and concepts that are facing the IT industry today. I'm your host, David Fern, and we hope you enjoy this Arrow production. And please subscribe. Thanks. Hi and welcome to another episode of Arrow Bandwidth. And uh, this week is a follow-on. It's a follow-on episode from last week when we discussed all about BIBA and the state of the nation and where we were with it. Um, this week we're going to try and lead on. So we left last week on on a bit of a bombshell of if you want to do, if you want to proper, you know, properly enable. What did we say? We said something along the lines of data started, scientists. If we can make everyone in yes. the business a data scientist, then then you're done. Then you can literally just pack up and go home because you've just built the biggest, most amazing company in the world. You basically messed with my head and started, I won't say talking nonsense because you weren't talking nonsense, but you started putting, putting out there this whole idea of, right, well, let's, let's think about analytics, not in distinct silos of yeah, application, but as a platform. Yep. And being able to go and say, right, you know, this part of the business, we're going to solve an eight, yeah, we're going to solve some insight in HR. Then in the next minute, we're going to take the platform over here and look at sales and forecasting and reporting, and then we're going to take it over yep, here and, exactly. so and look building, at what our customers build, are saying about us. Building on top of the platform, crazy fun. Yeah. So essentially, what I want to talk about today is um, is one of those technologies we have in the in the stable, essentially, to be able to to build that platform. Uh, it's all making sense. Exactly, exactly. There is, there was a plan. I promise you. Um, no emails were sent, but there was a plan. I'm going to say, share it with me next time, will you? Yeah. Um, so, anyway, joining us today is not just me and Rich. We have Andy Moore, who is our technical expert on Splunk in the UK. So, welcome to bandwidth, Andy Moore. Thank you very much. You're welcome. So, let's bring it right back to basics and just give, if you can give our listeners a sort of. Um, thousand foot overview of what is Splunk? Sure. So like a lot of products in that space, it can be a bit hard to define. Mm. Um, but essentially what it is, um, it's a platform, exactly as you've been talking about, that makes machine data accessible and valuable. So the idea being that in the big data age we live in, there's a, an awful lot of data around, um, and traditional tools aren't very good at analyzing that, and Splunk is a platform for analysing that machine data and deriving value from it. I must admit, when, and I, <laughs> as everybody knows from listening to this podcast, I'm certainly no expert, um, but I think I pigeonhole Splunk because I always zero in when you look at sort of the breadth of, of solutions that uh, you can derive from the platform. I'm going to start calling Splunk the platform. The now. platform. It, I always... I always go straight to IT operations mm. because I again I just make that link with when you start talking machine data, right? Operational analytics, IT operational right. analytics. I, but it's so much more than that. Yeah, that's right. That, that's actually where it started. So the original idea mm. for Splunk was effectively a Google for logs mm. in a very traditional IT operations sense. That you often find the the cause to some IT operational issue yeah. is buried in your logs somewhere. Mm. So it's a Google for those logs that that help you find the needle in the haystack that's your operational issue. So that's actually how it started. But you're, you're right; it's now so much more than that, especially when you add uh, business context into it. So it's not just about um, your websites failed because the disk is full. 
in a, in a kind of IT operational sense. It's about how much is that costing you um, and can you link it to the finance data um, and find out that it costs you X thousand pounds per minute uh, when your website's offline. So it's that kind of uh, business context. Mm. And I think that's, that comes down to the exact point we were trying to make the other day. Do you know what? It's, it's, in fact, it's actually probably one point on from the point we were trying to make the other day. So mm. the point we were trying to make the other day was break out of this app mentality and build a platform. But one of the things that building a platform does that you just highlighted beautifully is you can start to say, okay, this is the app that looks at my customers, this is the app that looks at my website. Actually, the two are intrinsically linked. If my website goes down, what's the impact on the customers? And, and then how can I look to mediate that or sort of fix that situation as, as succinctly as possible, looking at both those pieces of data, click rates and customer satisfaction statistics and social and all those sorts of things. You can only do that if you have a platform. Because if you've got an app that's just doing, I'm an app, I just do this, I just look at this data, I don't really understand anything outside of that, then you can't do this. And I suppose Splunk is a great example. Splunk is, is a platform where it, it can do exactly mm -hmm. that. You can start to turn around and say, take data A and data B and combine them and yeah. see what happens. Yeah. I I'm going with you on this. I'm slowly being convinced. <laughs> Not that I need convincing. No option. I think if you yeah, no option. But it, it, I, I think I get where you're going from because it's like if I'm taking if I'm taking say data out of a weather station and I want to see how weather impacts say I'm a retailer or a greengrocer or whatever it might be how it impacts my sales, then yeah, yeah, I'm going to get the weather data into the same format into the same am I, am I going to put it in the same tool as actually my my sales analytics engine that I've got oh no because it, it's it's different form mm. function it's that whoa am I going to ingest it am I going to a nightmare yeah. um, if I'm looking at disparate apps yeah but yeah. if I'm working with a platform all of a sudden mm. I get the value exactly. we're driving here yeah I, I often like to illustrate points by um detail in the opposite case. Yeah. So if you imagine you try to do something like that without Splunk. Yes. So if you were using traditional data warehouse <coughs> technologies and you had um, your greengrocer example, you had all your uh, commercial transactions in a database, mm -hmm. you'd defined a, um, a data warehouse with an ETL to load it all up with yep. all your financial transactions. If you suddenly decide one day, oh, I want to see how the weather affects sales, you, you'd need to redefine your schema. You've got no weather in your database. Mm. So then you're into a, a very sort of techy piece of work. Yes. To, right, I need to now join weather onto that. How does that work? Um, so traditional data warehousing techniques are great at answering specific questions that you predetermined, mm. that you designed them to answer. Mm. But with something like Splunk, you can think of new questions after the event. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't mean re-architecting a data warehouse in order to answer them. And I think one of the things you can do, and I a lot of people will be sitting here going, oh, but I've invested heavily in data warehouses, and, and that's what all my enterprise applications and my ERP system connect up to, and I don't know, don't really want to introduce or rip and replace. Mm -hmm. Splunk is a great tool to be able to almost be able to pull in data, do a lot of the sort of, well, the, the, what we would determine ETL and all that sort of discovery piece, and then almost pass that filtered results into the data warehouse, should you want to do that? Should that be the methodology or the, the investment you've gone down the road of? 
So you can almost add, you know, it doesn't have to be this is the be-all and end-all platform if you don't use Splunk end-to-end, you're dead. It can be Splunk and SIP before or after a data warehouse. It can literally underpin new data sciences and new sort of in interesting sources of data. You might still have your entire structured data warehouse sitting there and literally use Splunk to ingest and, and, eat and you know, sort of do all the clever stuff around just the logs on your web traffic or unstructured data or whatever it may be. So that's a really interesting point. We can actually sit it behind the data warehouse and not really touch anything that we've yeah. already put in place. And, and it can literally just upload the results that it, it comes up with into the data warehouse. Yeah, nice. If that's the methodology, if that's what your users and your business is used to. So you don't have to think about it in black or white. It's, it's Splunk or nothing. It, mm. it, it can be almost A anything blend. to anyone, yeah. I have another question for you, Andy. Um, bearing in mind, you know, you, you set me right on sort of, yeah, where Splunk's come from and sort of, you know, the, the plethora of areas we've got now. Are there any, outside of that, that traditional operational analytics piece, are there any specific areas that you see a real sort of take-up of, of Splunk at the minute? Or, yeah, do you see any real sort of areas that are either, yeah, teetering on that brink of, yeah, exploding as use cases for Splunk or... Are we seeing anything already on that side of things? So, so another big use case for Splunk is in the security space. Right. So as well as IT operations that we've, we've already covered, um, you can implement something like a seam on top of Splunk. Now that's often, um, I mentioned right at the beginning that Splunk is hard to quantify as it's a platform. Yeah. You, ca you could, if you so chose, to sell Splunk as a seam. Um, it's important. Do quickly, that's sort of was it, can you just define what a seam oh, is yes. just so that we know? Because yes. a lot of our listeners complain that we use acronyms too many times. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's a security information and events management system. Yeah. Cool. So it's a security tool now. So now we're talking about Splunk in the security space. That's right. So uh, consolidating all the data from your organization <coughs> into a security dashboard. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so a seam is something that an organization may go out to, to tender for. Um, and often Splunk will be... Uh, part of a response to that sort of tender because you can implement a seam on top of Splunk. So when you say a seam on top of Splunk, so essentially mm. Splunk is the platform that ingests all the data because it's, it's good at bringing logs in, right? That's right. Mm -hmm. And then essentially you'd apply the data models, the dashboards, all the clever bit is essentially on top of the platform as an app on the Splunk platform. Correct. So that, that's the way Splunk works, as well as the underlying platform for analyzing. We're saying platform a lot, aren't we? Yeah. Platform, that's fine. We yeah. love platform. Oh, he, yeah. Live. Yeah. he loves that <laughs> word. It's fine. But yeah, as well as the underlying platform that, that brings all these data sources together and lets you analyze them mm -hmm. from a um, almost like a Google-style search box, um, there are apps you can build on top of Splunk. So they might be apps that you've built yourself. They might be apps written by Splunk that... Um, are looking at a particular use case, um, or they right. might be apps written by the community. So yeah, and, and there are many, many security apps that can sit on top of the platform. Okay. Then yeah. obviously I'm guessing if you've used an app to get an answer, you can then take that answer and use it in another app, and you can chain apps, and you can do all sorts of clever things to take that data and, once again, break out of the silo of, this is what I've bought this piece of software to do, and that is all it will ever do, and it won't go and ingest or... As you said earlier on, you know, if you wanted to bring in a new data source, you'd have to re-engineer a data warehouse or rebuild a schema or nightmare. Whereas in this situation, because you're using a very flexible underlying platform, 
you can start to say, actually, if we combined A and B together, it's a pretty pea, you know, piece of cake task to, uh, to start to combine those data sources. Comes back to that point that I keep, 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 keep banging on, and anyone who's listened to the bandwidth for more than about one episode will have heard me say data dimensionality. Oh, and the more, sorry, the more angles you can come at to answer a question, I get you, yeah. The more valuable the more valuable the answer, right? Yeah, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Um, another really stupid question from from me. It's the reason he has me on the show. Um, Dumb it down. You're you're my bit of rough, Rich. Oi. (laughs) Northern, yes, rough, no. Um, So my question is: so we've got this, we've got this, this this fantastic platform, and I'm yeah, I'm sold on the idea of that. How, as an organisation, how do I consume it? Is it is it something that I, I physically install in my my own enterprise, or is it a cloud service I can switch on, or do I get options? There are yeah, we, good question. Yeah, Splunk Splunk covers both of those options, Aye. so it can be an on-premises solution cool. in a traditional sense, or equally there is a cloud offering as well. Right. Um, and the way the way Splunk is licensed is by the amount of data you ingest in a 24-hour period. Ah. And I believe there's also a free tier, isn't there? So you can actually get started free of charge, which is quite nice if you want to try and explore. Ah, so it's like quick start sort of mm. thing, yeah. That's right, yeah. There's a there's a very obvious link on the Splunk website for downloading a free trial. I, I forget how many days it is, 30 well, I think or 60 it's, days. Isn't it an infinite free trial as long as it's under a certain amount of bandwidth or capacity? Yeah, I think that's right, actually. Yeah, it sounds like you've already had a play with it. Um, no, we're very lucky. We have partner licenses, so we can ingest as much as we would like um, into our Splunk instances. And we do run a lot of Splunk. So Splunk actually, um, for us as a platform, we use it, um, and I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on the podcast before, but in our demo cloud, essentially our big um, central demo platform, we use it to analyze all of the traffic that goes through there. So when mm. a partner comes to us and says, we want access to the demo cloud, we turn around and say, that's absolutely fine. Um, generally, they want it to to give access for a specific solution or a mm-hmm. specific outcome to a, a customer. But what we can do is essentially, in real time, monitor the amount of traffic that goes into that particular demo or that particular solution outcome and turn around and say, if we see it being used loads and loads and loads, brilliant. We report that back to the partner and say, red hot opportunity. If we don't see it being used at all, then we basically email the partner and say, I think they might have forgotten the credentials or might need a little bit more help getting started. If we see it used for the first couple of days and then drops off a cliff, we email the partner and say, I think they've tried it or I think they have run out of time. Or So essentially what we're using it for is we're using it to analyze network traffic logs and turn it into how likely is this opportunity to turn into reality and, and how much help does a customer need to to turn that you know, the opportunity and the access they've been given to this piece of solution, be it VDI, be it you know, a, a security demonstration, whatever it may be, um, into a sale. So that's a prime example of how we're combining multiple different data sources and helping to automatically inform. So our outcome is not a dashboard, it's an email mm. that gets sent to the account manager, Arrow, and also the partner, saying, this is what your customer's doing with the resource that we've given access to, and away you go. So that's one of the places we use Splunk. Oh, cool. And what sort of? Uh, sorry, sorry, I was going to say, say. I, I don't know if that is, but I, I guess it could be an automated email. Yeah, it is an automated, okay. fully automated. So um, as soon as the, as soon as the um, instance is spun up, as soon as our demo cloud spins up the instance for the for the partner, 
it creates that record in Splunk. So we set up just an email address of the, of the owners of that particular infrastructure. And that's actually linked to automation tooling from VMware. So we use VMware sort of automation tooling to build the, the, the infrastructure, the virtual infrastructure or the physical infrastructure or the combination of the two for the customer. And then that automates creating a log in um, or associating that particular environment with the email address of the, of the owners and away we can go. So it's really neat, really tidy. And it allows us to sit back and just let it get on with itself, which obviously gives us scale. It's a tiny little use case that we're using it for, but it's really helped us to revolutionize the value add that we give to our customers. Because no longer is it, you know, I used to remember the days of being an, an old school techie when we used to ship a box around. And the box would get to a customer's location for a proof of concept or for a trial. You'd come back a couple of weeks later, a month later, the box was just dustier. Um, it hadn't been installed, it was sitting in the corner, no one had any visibility. So this is all about trying to take that problem of, of you know, making sure you have successful proof of concepts and, and driving it forward, but doing it through data-driven and doing it through gathering data on you know, stuff that we would otherwise never have seen. Uh, it's interesting. You, not, pardon. We do record these in central London. Sometimes we do. live. Yeah. <laughs> So, my question was going to be, I mean, yeah, uh, obviously brought in now to, yeah, the concept and idea of what we're trying to achieve with, with having the platform. Bought into, you know, some of the various use cases and it's almost as, I suppose, as the opportunities to use Splunk are almost as big as, yeah, the use case you can imagine. But, yeah. You mentioned the layering the apps on top. Uh, are there? I'm assuming that there are pre-built apps that I can that are built specifically to sit on Splunk. Are yeah, well, you they, said earlier on like that there's. That yeah, you said earlier on, on that there's the sim ones. One of them. Some of them are built by Splunk. Some of them are built by the community. Um, I think I've got a. I've got a, a, a sort of additional question to, to what you just said. Is if I've got an app that if I if I consume an app. How flexible can I be within the app? Can I start to change stuff? Can I start to, mm. you know, can Sorry, I can I do it. some interesting things with that app? Or that's right. So so uh, when you mentioned earlier about apps, and y you can have a number of apps for different technologies that you might be monitoring, um, it's flexible enough that you can, if for example, say you're mon monitoring half a do dozen different uh, technologies in your estate, um, you can open up those apps, and if on each of those. Uh, pre-configured dashboards, there was one element that was really important to you, you can actually take that dashboard panel mm -hmm. and build an overarching dashboard panel so you can monitor all those technologies side by side. Okay. And you wouldn't need to be a developer to do that. It's all it's all through the user interface. You could take the best bits and combine it into one overall dashboard. That's fantastic. So you can actually have the dashboard of dashboards. So you can almost... I mean, a lot of people will be thinking, why do I want more panes of glass? But I think the reality is... Um, as we've spoken before about, you know, it's about having different views for different people, right? Different people in the business need to see different levels of detail. The CEO does not want to see every single transaction log that comes in. But, you know, the guy who's trying to optimize user experience might want to see the transaction logs of a website so he can understand how users are interacting with that website. Yeah. It's about building those tiers or layers of, um, of information and, and correct, making sure you get the correct layers of information for the correct people. Yeah, that, that's really important. And if you look at that, that exact example, um, a CEO doesn't want to know that the, the disk is full on server <laughs> no. XYZ, 
but he does want to know that they're losing three thousand pounds a minute because the website's down yeah that's actually both of those are from the same cause but it's about presenting the information in a different way yeah exactly Although I can't imagine many IT operations teams going, hey, CEO, we're losing all this money. They'll probably hide the disk failure. Or <laughs> <laughs> have suitable redundancy. Yeah, all have suitable redundancy. Come see us for suitable redundancy, by the way. Should pr- probably don't should get ask, that, don't pr- Probably should get that shameless plug in. <laughs> so we talk about people accessing data and yeah, we talk about yeah, how we utilize this. I've, I've got a slightly related question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm trying not to go off at a tangent, but uh, crack on. It, it's, it's good fun. It's an interesting one for me. So, yeah, come back to the security piece. Yeah, we see we see a lot of security vendors now starting to look at, you know, how how they can use things like cognitive and and algorithms to to augment, you know, the the lack of skills that they've got because there's so much information, there's so many attacks and things like this that that they're seeing it's a constant firefight we've got splunk as as a platform we've got a level of you know being able to ingest all this data and then we've got the concept of the app sitting on top do we see the ability to use something like splunk as a platform to to be able to interact with things like incident response services and and add a layer of you know contribute to being able to add a layer of automation Mm. on top because yeah, ultimately, we've got a really powerful analytics tool here. Do you see where I'm going? Yeah, with yeah. That? Does it, yeah, does it impact on the ability of being able to almost sift out a lot of those those logs, those those cases, those incidents that you know what? If you've got an incident response tool or, or service there, what you can effectively do is go right, you know. Right, I've got that log. That means this. I know what the the process we've dictated says that that is the fix for it. I will go and do that. It will not get flagged, you know, to a human being per se. The, yeah, there, yeah, there's a few. But that that whoa, that is important. That is outside the parameter. That needs to go in front of skills and eyes. So yeah, there are a few options there for for automation. So one thing Splunk is really good at is once you've explored something interactively, you've followed your nose through the data and you've, you've highlighted an issue, mm-hmm. um, you can think, well, if this ever happens again, I, I need these people to know. So you can save your query as an alert ah, um, and then have that's relevant people notified. And there's suitable, you know, everyone gets too much email and n- nobody likes automated alerts that kind of cry wolf that you then stop, mm. you then stop, ign- you know, you start, you, ignoring, s- them, you yeah. start ignoring them. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so there's suitable, sensible um, throttling options for controlling when those alerts are triggered. I like to only tell me once about this and then be quiet for an hour and tell me again if it happens in another hour, but not, not every time it happens. So there's those sorts of automation. Um, and there are also um, things like, imagine if you were using something like ServiceNow for your help yeah. desk. Yeah, yeah. Um, in that same example, you could think, well, if this ever happens again, this scenario that we've spent a couple of hours investigating, actually, the problem here was this particularly hard to spot fault. It man- manifested itself as something over here, so we initially went down the wrong route looking for it, but actually, the problem was this really hard to find issue here. If that ever happens again, we don't want to go through that same route again. What I'm gonna do is, is if this query triggers again, 
I want to raise an incident in ServiceNow, for example, yeah. and um, tell the server team to check um, the network connectivity between these two boxes or t tell them to check the disk space or t tell them to do some specific action based on the results of the query. So it can automate um, a help desk request being generated as well. Yeah, that's good. That is real good. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, it's a very cool platform, isn't it? And I think, um, yeah. I think they've wrapped up a lot of the different things that, that would have either been afterthoughts of another platform or another app. Mm -hmm. This is the thing, right? We, it's weird because we've, I think, I hope we haven't confused the listeners because we've sort of spoken both about platforms and apps, but I hope people understand that Splunk is the platform and, and you can sit these apps, apps being collections of code and, and data models and dashboards on top. But every single app can be basically broken out into the underlying platform and then back up into another app or, or back into the platform and then out into a dashboard. You know, the, the concept of apps is almost just like a folder on your computer. And that, I, I think this, that's, I that's think really important that people yeah. get that into their heads. This is not, we're not contradicting ourselves constantly. Uh, think, of, think of these apps as literally just collections of, of stuff. Pre-configured dashboards. Pre-configured dashboards, go, that's a yeah. great way to put it. And obviously all the gubbins that goes behind to get that data in. But that's it, right? The, the, the SIM app or the SIM app or SEM, SIM... Seem different vendors, different different enunciations. Um, yeah, that's literally just a collection of of data models. It's a collection of dashboards, and it's essentially that's it. There's no reason why you can't break that out and move it in. It, as I say, it's a folder. It's a folder on your on your hard drive. It just happens to store stuff that are dashboards, which is cool, which is really cool. Just an additional thought on mm. on Splunk being a platform. So that can sound you know all conquering and and wonderful it does make it a challenge to sell because it's a platform yes and it can bend its you know it bend itself in any direction bend itself in any direction to solve a multitude of problems so you can imagine that has its own challenges making a sale compared <coughs> to selling a server of a particular spec or a piece of network equipment that you judge on its um, speed yeah. or throughput or whatever it's a different sale mm. so it's more of a consultative sale and you have to get under the skin of what the customer's trying to achieve and what their pain points are. Yep. And that's where we help our partners and making sure their, their pre-sales team are skilled up to be able to have those sorts of discovery questions. Okay. Fantastic. So you kind of beat me to it there. It's, it's fair to say that a lot of the partners that we work with then do fall into that, that consultative um, mode because, again, it's almost like you know, you've got this fantastic toolbox and it's, you know, what do you want to build with it? That's right. Really good. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I think that's the bombshell. I, I'm solving it. It's yeah. been really interesting, Andy. Thanks yeah. for coming on. Thank you so much for coming on. And yeah. I don't doubt for a second. So we've got some, we're, we're working on some interesting projects at the moment. And uh, I think we're going to be coming back on soon with the next, the next big fun thing in the next. All I'm going to say is in the next. I'll leave them wanting more. Leave them wanting more. Six weeks. Done. In the next six weeks, there'll be some interesting uh, new make, fun don't things. Don't make commitments. Don't make commitments. That's right. We just, you know, we sell, sell the dream. Yeah. Well, Deliver I was, the nightmare. I was going to say, obviously, you've had some hands on experience with, with Spunks. I was going to ask about some of, some of what we're doing with it. But it sounds like let's leave that for let's another leave time. Let's leave that for another day. Yes. Anyway, look, brilliant. Andrew, thank you very much for coming on. Yeah, mate, you'll Rich. have to be back on. That's brilliant. That. Yeah, I look forward to it. Rich, as always, it's a pleasure. Uh, Never a chore. 
And Hannah, Good. Hannah, thank you very much for being our wonderful, fabulous producer, as always. Keeping the wheels on. Keeping the wheels on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> guys, thank you very much for listening, and we shall speak to you next week. Yeah, we'll thank see you, you soon. Much. Cheers, Thanks guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.